This podcast is made possible by the generous support of RSM. RSM's purpose is to deliver the power of being understood to their clients, colleagues, and communities through world-class audit, tax, and consulting services focused on middle market businesses. The business world is evolving rapidly. In this fast-paced environment, RSM understands that you need an advisor who thinks ahead and rapidly responds to your changing needs. At RSM, they build strong relationships based on a deep understanding of what matters most to their clients. Welcome to another episode of the Puget Sound Business Journal's Secrets of the Middle Market podcast. Today, we're talking with Carl Siebert, the CEO of Flex, a Seattle-based provider of on-demand warehouse space and fulfillment services. Flex announced last month that it raised $70 million in a Series C funding round led by T. Rowe Price. The funding comes as the COVID pandemic continues to drive shoppers online, leaving e-commerce companies scrambling for warehouse space and logistics capacity. Meanwhile, Amazon, the world's largest online retailer, said last year it would increase by the end of 2020 its already vast warehouse space by a whopping 50%. That puts Amazon in the position of single-handedly driving up the cost of warehouse space across the U.S. Amazon has, in recent months, opened, or is preparing to open, at least 70 warehouse and logistics centers. Few, if any, other e-commerce companies have the capital on hand to expand as quickly as Amazon has, which is why Flex has seen huge demand for its services. Since its Series B funding round in May 2019, Flex has doubled its employees to 168. Professional service firm Deloitte has named it among the fastest growing companies in North America. In March, as the pandemic took hold, governments enforced stay-at-home orders and stores and offices emptied out and closed. Flex saw what Seabrick called a massive spike in e-commerce volumes that outpaced the 2019 holiday shopping season. I talked with Seabrick about his business's uncanny ability to be in the right place at the right time during the pandemic, the pressure Amazon is putting on retailers and logistics companies simply by raising customers' expectations for how fast they'll get their stuff, and how Flex benefits from Amazon's 800-pound gorilla-like presence in online retail. phenomenon that's driving this growth. I've been covering it, you know, a lot from Amazon's perspective, but this this shift toward e-commerce during the pandemic, um, tell me how that's transforming your business and driving your growth. Yeah, there's really two impacts that the shift to e-commerce has had on our business. The first is simply the increased volume of orders, given that dollars have shifted from brick-and-mortar stores to e-commerce. And with the increase in orders, many, many, many businesses out there need an increase in capacity to to service those orders, to pick and pack and fulfill those orders. Uh, And not just the sheer volume, but the, the speed at which 
this volume picked up in this consumer spending change means has meant that companies need to move very quickly to add capacity. So that has created a lot of demand for flex because uh, we have lots of capacity uh, and we can move very quickly to help with that. The second driver is that this pandemic has created so much uncertainty. Uncertainty around the economy. Uh, is consumer spending going to be up? Is it going to be down? Uh, uncertainty around how quickly our stores going to open back up. Uncertainty around will consumer spending go back to brick and mortar stores the way it was before the pandemic came or are these changes that consumers have made in their buying patterns more permanent? And the general answer to all those questions is no one really knows. <laughs> and so in an environment with so much uncertainty, one of the last things a business would want to do is commit to high fixed cost spend spending with long-term commitment. And warehousing is all about high fixed cost. So at the same so if you if you mash those two dynamics up, it creates a lot of business problems, right? I need on the one hand, I need capacity in my fulfillment center network uh, because consumer demand is so high. On the other hand, if I spend lots of capital now, is there a risk that I'll be overspending? Yeah. Uh, and so again, the flex model brings that variable cost only capacity to our customers and allows them to move quickly, scale up quickly, and not have to do so in such a risky way. And how quickly did you see this transformation in the landscape happening? Ten years of projected growth happened in ten weeks. Uh, more specifically, for our business, we started to get inbound requests from customers and prospects in late March. So within a couple of weeks of, you know, Flex moving to, we're based in Seattle, of course, uh, Flex moving to work from home, it was really a matter of a couple weeks before we started to see a significant influx in inquiries from our customers and, again, and also new prospects. Hey, we, we need capacity. Do you, what do you have available? To what extent has the pandemic driven your growth and what are the other factors that are contributing to the expansion of Flex? But there is no question, as I said earlier, that the, the pandemic has, has created real tailwind for our business. You know, I guess, I guess fundamentally it's a matter of degrees. There is an underlying macro multi-year trend that's at play that has been driver of our business, and that is bringing flexibility and resilience to supply chain. So, as I said earlier, this ability to convert fixed costs to variable costs, uh, to be able to move more quickly, serve customers better, and in e-commerce particularly, to expand the physical size of a warehouse network so that you can move inventory closer to consumers. By moving inventory closer to consumers, you can get products there faster. So all of those needs are foundational, and those same needs have been almost exaggerated, if you will, by COVID. 
on the one hand, as we've talked about already, e-commerce growth, it was already very strong. It, it surged with COVID, and it exaggerated those needs to uh, fill consumer orders. The other thing that COVID exaggerated was, I, I think of it as like shining a big spotlight on this macro need to bring resilience and agility to supply chain. Like that topic, that need wasn't brand new, but this disruption to the economy and to supply chains was so extreme that it sort of brought this already present trend to the fore. And so, so I would say your characterization of sort of being in the right place at the right time is, is a very fair one. And I would just say that, you know, the, the right time for flex in general uh, has been the last several years with the already rapid growth of e-commerce and with, again, Amazon changing consumers' expectations. You know, it wasn't that five or seven years ago that getting a package in three to five days seemed like that was okay. And then Amazon trained everybody that it should happen in two days, and now they're retraining everybody that it should happen in one day or same day. Yeah. The companies have to respond to that, or they're just going to continue to lose market share to Amazon. So COVID didn't change any of that, but COVID has exaggerated that and the impacts of that. To what extent did the pandemic and the changes in the landscape that the pandemic has wrought increase or boost your ability to raise funding? I would guess that investors, <laughs> this, is, this was really kind of a take my money kind of moment, like do it. There must, there must have been some enthusiasm because of the, the pandemic-created environment and the trends we're seeing there. That's right. But there's no better representation of the value of a product or the value of a, a new business model in the case of Flex than growth. The growth. Uh, growth represents demand for the services. And so our growth uh, was already strong, and COVID uh, drove even higher rates of growth than, than we had seen. And with that comes typically a high degree of interest uh, from a broader set of investors, particularly those who understand underlying dynamics, who understand the industry, and believe in a long-term potential new innovation. In terms of the growth of your business, can you give me some metrics around increase in customers, revenues, um, any hard numbers there that you can provide? We, we provide a couple a couple data points. One is on our warehouse network. Um, these are our operator partners, uh, warehouse operator partners. Uh, we've grown that network over 50%. Since our um, Series B funding, which was 18 months ago, all poignantly uh, and more recently, we've grown this year at a rate that's over 2x last year. Or I should say, to be clear, we have grown more than 2x over last year. You know, I, I just did a big story for us about the amount of space that Amazon is is leasing and buying up. I mean, increasing its capacity mm -hmm. by its already vast capacity by 50% before right. the end of the year. Right. How has that impacted your business? I came across some data showing that, that Amazon alone 
acting as this sort of leviathan in the marketplace is driving up <laughs> warehouse costs unilaterally um, post-square okay. footage. Uh, what are you guys seeing there, and how is that impacting what you're doing? Uh, it it actually impacts our business, and to the degree it does, it probably creates opportunity for us. We don't lease buildings. We don't lease space. Our model is to work with independent warehouse operators who lease these buildings and effectively compete with Amazon for that space. So even though the, there is limited supply in the market right now to lease buildings, there is actually quite a bit of capacity available inside those buildings that have already been leased. Because it's generally uh, difficult to make fixed-term space commitments and then fill them up quickly and maintain high utilization, particularly when there are dynamics in the market like we talked about, high growth, uncertain forecasts. Uh, and so what happens out there is because space is scarce, uh, someone, an operator may lease 400, a 400,000 square foot building because that's the only building that's available in the market, even though that operator might only need 200,000 square feet for the next year or two. So, but it's kind of take it or leave it. It's the only one available. So the lease 400,000 square feet and then that excess capacity is exactly what Flex can tap into for our customers, and for that warehouse operator, we help them generate incremental income off of that fixed expense that they've already committed to. Interesting, and that makes sense. Is there is there any competition in the sense that that Amazon is is offering? Because I know that Amazon is is sharing space. I've seen that, you know, with mm -hmm. with other major re retailers. Is there some competition there? that's driving up costs for, for you guys where, where the operators that you work with are saying, hey, Amazon's offering space at, at X price. We haven't seen that. We haven't seen that. And, you know, I guess the context here is the market, the warehouse market is, is massive. So there's, there is around 19 billion square feet of industrial warehouse capacity in the U.S., 19 billion. And as big as Amazon is, and they are Leviathan, as you say, they're massive. And and as big as e-commerce is in the market, right? It was 15% of retail sales before COVID happened, and ballooned to somewhere around 23% of retail sales. So e-commerce is a huge share of retail sales, but it is still a relatively small portion of all the warehousing capacity that's out there. And so. One specific way to think about this is while e-commerce sales are booming, brick-and-mortar sales are down. And so imagine a retailer that typically uh, has high rate of sales year-round in their retail stores, and those stores are shut. The, the warehouses that support those retail stores that, that, that provide the goods that land on those shelves, those shelves that are no longer open, those warehouses aren't very busy right now. And so those warehouses actually have uh, quite a bit more latent capacity than they had last year. And so that capacity can be repurposed into e-commerce fulfillment capacity, uh, particularly with a model like Flex where we've got this cloud-based software that uh, 
you can get the team uh, on site, cleaned up and running very, very quickly, and you can turn that capacity into, uh, again, e-commerce fulfillment capacity. Thanks, Carl, for sharing these ideas with me. I, I learned a lot. I appreciate the, uh, the depth here. Um, so it's a very exciting time in the world of uh, logistics, and uh, there's a lot of great companies that are building, you know, these technology-first or software-first kind of solutions to drive innovations, and we're happy to be one of them.